0: This is an ABC podcast.
1: Instead of going
2: to one of those restaurants that are like four or five stars, you can sleep under a million stars.
3: Hello. No pit today. Poor thing. She's off sick. Of course we miss her, but also we don't need her because... That mole is a city slicker through and through, and she has no idea about what it's like to live in a small town or to live regionally. So we love you, Pip. Get better. Rest up. But I've got this because I know your struggle. I lived in the southwest of WA for three years, and I literally don't think I went on a single date the whole time I was there. I think I had sex like once and I think the guy was from Melbourne so he was just visiting. But yeah, don't worry. I tried. I was on the apps and I think every second person that I swiped on had some sort of dead animal in it. They were like a few guns, a lot of mullets Uh, and no shade, if that's your thing. It just, the dead animal thing just wasn't mine. So I basically just gave up. But yeah, you'd know exactly what I'm talking about if you live in the country or you live somewhere remote. It can be so hard to date, bang someone or even fall in love. And if you're young, this might be exactly what you want to be, doing, right? Like you want to be experimenting, you want to meet new people, have fun, figure out who you are, but also figure out like what you're into and who you're into. So how do you even do that in a place where everyone kind of knows everyone or there's only five people to swipe on on the apps and one of them is your uncle? Um, So yeah, in this episode, we're going to hear all your stories. We're going to chat to the king of serial dating in the region's Outback Tom. You probably know him on TikTok and we're going to get some really great advice from a relationship coach as well. If you live out in the sticks you know the struggle. You get it but if you're listening right now and you're from the city and maybe you're curious or maybe you're about to move to the country for uni or work and you just want to know what exactly is in store for you. Well, like always, we posted about this on our Instagram and so many of you hit us up with your experiences. A lot of you said that you've been on dates accidentally with your cousins or your second cousins, or you end up booking a date the same night as your best friend is booking a date the same night with the same person. So for Bridget, who DM'd us, she basically says that she has to check with her mates. like They have to make sure that they're not dating the same people.
1: We have to, a lot of the time, cross-check with the other girls in town of who's talking to who and who's already been on dates with certain guys. Um, And when new girls come to town, we often give them the download and the information on the guys around.
3: She also said that you can't even not rely on the apps. I feel like that was a double negative. But, like, you can't just go to a pub anymore and just hope to meet someone organically.
1: Going out to the pubs, like everyone's on the app, so they've already got something set up for later or meeting someone. So even just, you know, meeting someone at the pub is
3: hard. You also told us that most of you already know everyone already living in the town. And for Kira, that was her ex's friends.
1: It's is bone dry out there. I dated a guy for two years and if I wanted to date anyone else in any of the surrounding towns, it was homey hopping. If I wanted to date someone else, it would be one of his mates and I was just like, no, that's not happening. So I now have to drive to like Adelaide to meet someone or further if I actually want to like go out and see someone.
3: I know that's what I used to do as well. I would just drive to Perth when I was living in the southwest of WA, which was like a three-hour drive. But yeah, it ends up being really expensive. You spend so much money on petrol and going out and just, I don't know, like trying to date and meet people in the city. So it can get pretty tiring. A lot of you also said that everyone's just looking to root and boot, which is fine if that's what you're after. But if you're looking for something a bit more serious, that can be pretty hard. I mean, Max reckons that. All sheilas do is say that they know a place and then they take you to the creek.
2: I had swiped through everyone in like a week and then out of nowhere pops up this sheila and she's like, maybe you could give me a lift. She lived like 45 minutes away and we could mess around. I'm like, oh, yeah, sounds like a plan. So I go and she collected a package and then I'm like, do you know a place? And she led me down this road to a creek and (laughs) things got hot and heavy and we had sex in my passenger seat. And then, sure enough, as soon as we were done, she went and squatted in the creek and washed herself out. And I dropped her home and never heard from her again.
3: I honestly can't with that. But to be fair, that kind of sounds like a bit of a dream to me. Okay, so someone who I'd call the king of country dating is Tom Forrest. Now, Tom is a video and content creator. He used to work for Triple J. Uh, He now works for the ABC, making TikToks. And you might have seen him in your feed before on TikTok or Instagram because he's got hundreds of thousands of followers. He's known as Outback Tom. That's his handle. He does heaps of really cool bush tucker videos with his grandpa, but he also posts heaps about what it's like dating in a small town.
2: How do young people go about dating in small country towns? I'm currently in Cunnamulla in the middle of Queensland. And I also happen to be a young single bloke in Cunnamulla, Queensland. First thing I'll do is go for a walk through town and I don't know, to see if I can find anyone really. The first challenge I faced is that town was dead quiet. There was no one really around town. So I went into the local op shop. Hello. There were a few antique items, but no prospect of a date. I went to the local cafe, small country town, no one really there. I decided to read a book from the Twilight Saga in hope to attract someone potentially more alternative. And after 15 chapters, I had no luck. He's
3: actually so funny. Like, go have a look at his TikTok and his Instagram because his videos are just incredible. But yeah, he also knows how hard it is to try and find love, especially if you're swiping.
2: So like where I grew up in the East Kimberley and the West Kimberley, back in my little hometown of Wyndham... There might be like five or six people on there and it's everyone you know and then you're out of you're out of everyone, right? You're, you're hitting zeros. There's no one else left in the pool. It doesn't matter how far you make your location reach at, you've got no one. When you go to the next bigger town, say Kununara, there might be a, a few more people, 20 people, 20 or 30 people. And then when you go to somewhere like Broome, I guess it's kind of exciting because there's all these new fresh faces, you know, the the population's a little bit bigger, although it's still a very regional town and, and feels like you know everyone. You sort of get that hit of ex- excitement as you see these new fresh faces on the apps.
3: Do you have any stories? Like what lengths have you gone to, to try and like lock in a date or try and date someone?
2: The most common thing that will happen in in one of these small towns, I feel like the most anxiety inducing too, is you see someone fresh, you, you swipe right on them, for example, or you give them a like and they give you a like back. You, you'll send a message, hey, how's it going? And, and my text game's terrible too. And you won't get a reply. All right, that's a bugger. But then the next day you go to the supermarket, you know, for lunch or you're getting your dinner and you pass him in the aisle and it's like, oh, you know, oh God, you know, what do I do? What do I do here? Um, and I always remember that being very like anxiety filled sort of, you know, nudging the maid on the arm like, oh, I matched with them over there. Um, you know, should I go say day?
3: What about like a typical date? What would that look like? Because I would always be nervous that you might bump into everyone you know if you're going down to the local pub.
2: 100 percent like you can't really do what you can do in a city there's so many different date options in a city or different places to go or different things to do and try etc but back home you might have the one main pub the one main restaurant i feel like myself in the past it's definitely much like oh should we um maybe go down to cable beach and have a drink down there Uh, but when people see you they they come up to you later on like oh who are you with oh i saw you you know, look like you're having a little date down there in Cable Beach and um, you totally get caught out. So there's definitely no privacy. I mean, that's such a common thing in the small towns too, is everyone knows each other's business, especially in the dating scene too.
3: Ugh, the whole everyone knows everyone's business can just make it so hard to just even go out in public on a date. Like there's nothing fun about bumping into your whole fam or maybe your ex or that person you hooked up with last week. And I don't know why, but that just puts me off so much. I feel like even when I go back to Perth, which is my home city, I won't even get on dating apps there because I'm so scared of just even swiping on people that I know really well or like people from school and just people talking and knowing my business, which is so bizarre and so stupid. But, yeah, imagine that on a like smaller scale where there's like 100, 500 people, 1,000 people. So if you're listening right now and this is something that you struggle with as well, but you don't want to let it stop you from dating. Megan Luscombe, who is a developmental and relationship coach, has some really, really great advice for you. She actually lives regionally herself, so she totally gets the struggle.
4: I think what's really important to remember is that people can talk, but that doesn't mean that what they're saying has any validity on truth. And this is why it's really important for people to know that they are in control of how they feel about themselves. And, you know, when it comes to everybody knowing your business, You know, I always say to clients, there's always, you know, three sides to every story. It's your version, my version, and the truth. And it's really important that we know our own truth and that that's all we need to be comfortable with. It's not about us controlling the storyline for somebody else, especially in these small towns where people take, they think they know your business. No, they know a version of events. That's all they do. That's all they know. doesn't make them correct. It's about you being true to yourself and being comfortable with knowing your truth and not worrying about the narrative from other people and I get it saying that might sound really easy and it can be easier said than done but it's so crucial for everybody regardless of age to be working on that part of themselves.
3: It can actually feel really liberating as well when you get into that headspace. But, yeah, like Megan said, it's not easy and it can be even harder if you're First Nations and queer like Evander Connolly. So Evander is a Mitakudi and Gundalera man. He's also known on TikTok as Outback Fairy. He's loved on socials for being absolutely hilarious and just like so authentically himself honestly it's contagious it makes you want to be his best friend but yeah he's also a gay man living in Mount Isa which is far north Queensland but close to the NT and he knows very well how hard it is to not only just be queer in a regional area but how hard it is to just date
0: Also uh, so because we'd like we all pretty much know each other all the gay you fellas know each other like <laughs> we've all we're all pretty much best friends but yeah so it's um pretty hard because also being indigenous like you got like family ties and stuff you have to worry about knowing people that have dated this person and yeah um I usually don't get anybody that's actually out of the closet I actually get a lot of closeted men. So yeah, I haven't really actually been on a date at all.
3: And Evander's not keen to hook up with someone who's too scared to be seen in public with him. So it basically means he's not even hooking up with people at all.
0: I've had to put standards, like a bit more of like expectations and standards in place for the last couple of years. So I actually haven't had, a, what's the word, um, sexual contact <laughs> with anybody in like quite some time, like at the moment. So yeah, it's like, yeah, it's it's actually a pretty hard pretty hard idea.
3: Unfortunately as well, small towns and regional areas can be a really shitty and I guess not as welcoming place as cities for queer people.
0: Here in Mayo because it's, it's such a homophobic town, a lot of people are still very set in their ways and stuff like that. I could say a couple of family members are still very set in their ways though.
3: Which is just so shit. Like yeah, I can't even imagine what it's like to grow up in a really small town or regional area and not have anyone to be able to relate to or to be able to like experiment and discover your sexuality with. And Megan, as a queer woman as well, that lives in a regional area, she knows all about that feeling. So she has some really great advice if you're listening right now and you can
4: relate. I think what's really important is to realize that you can find your community anywhere and to really be present online. I mean, the queer community, we thrive online. (laughs) We're everywhere. We're in the Reddit threads. We're on TikTok. We're everywhere. And I think what's really important is to keep establishing that sense of community in an online space. Maybe if you can't do it in a physical space, maybe because where you're living, it doesn't exist physically, or maybe you're just unsure or not feeling safe enough. There's also that to take into consideration. Sometimes you may not feel safe putting yourself out there and and stepping into that, which is totally fine. You need to do it safe for you. But if you aren't able to do that, go online and find the people. Put yourself out there, join Reddit threads. It's important to be able to be yourself and to grow in that space. But also it's important to do what's safe to you in your town. And I think that's really, you can't emphasize that safety enough. Unfortunately, we have to specify it, but I think that's just really important.
3: We've spoken a bit about what it's like to live and try and date and hook up with people when you live in a small town or regionally or remote. But now I think it's time to give you some tips. So if you are listening right now and you're struggling and you want to know what's the best way to try and meet someone new, whether that's just for something really casual or if you're looking for love, it might mean that you either have to expand your radius on dating apps or kind of like what I said before, it might just mean that you have to
4: travel to the nearest city or travel to a different town. Obviously, if the numbers are low, if maybe you know everybody who's dated everybody, and they've dated everybody, and and it can sort of be a little bit incestuous like that. It may be about planning weekends where you go to a different place and meet other people that way. Um, it can be a really good opportunity for you to actually plan time in advance and be like, you know what, for this weekend, I'm going to place B, and I'm going to spend time, you know, interacting with a new pool of fish there. And, you know, actually making it a conscious experience as opposed to just being sort of responsive and reactive to what's in your sort of circumference. Sometimes we need to sort of put in the additional amounts of effort. I know for some that can be like, oh, I really need to plan to go like a few hours away. And for some that may not even be viable. But it's about having conversations with people to make that a viability so you can do it.
3: Obviously, everyone's experience is going to be very different depending on where you live and circumstantial, but, you know, maybe you're someone listening right now and you are tied to the family farm or maybe there's no big town or city near you and it might make you really frustrated. You might be young and you might just be like, I want to have these experiences it's really hard to know how to deal with those emotions of maybe either feeling lonely or frustrated. And Megan says just acceptance in itself of the situation for what it is can
4: be really, really helpful. If it is not an option, it's about removing that pressure and frustration because if you literally cannot leave your town, and I know for some people they can't, take that frustration away because it's a variable we can't control. So it's being able to then go, okay, what do I want to do with myself and my feelings? Whilst I'm in the situation that I am in now when it comes to dating.
3: And just because you can't maybe physically meet someone, like Megan said, think about what's going to work for you. There's still so much that you can gain, even from just jumping on the apps, from jumping on, on socials like Instagram and chatting to people through that way. If you're worried about being young and not getting experience in relationships and dating, you can still gain that experience through online interactions as well.
4: I definitely think there's more pressure now. And that's basically because of all the apps and all the accessibility we have to dating. And every part of the dating experience matters. That's downloading an app, it's having a chat via messages, it's having a phone call, it's being on a FaceTime, it's being on Zoom with them. It's actually having conversations and getting that banter. There is no part of the dating experience that has more weight than the other. And I think that's really important to emphasise.
3: And if you're living in a small town where there's not a lot of people around, maybe it's time to think a bit differently about the type of person that you're looking for or maybe be a little bit more open to the type of people that you date. I feel like that just happens naturally when you live in a regional town, but I, I don't know. I feel like I could have done a better job of this. I was really strict with like, nah, I'm not going to date that person, but maybe if I'd been more open, I would have allowed different people that I normally wouldn't have interacted with into my life. And there could have been something really special in that, which Megan fully backs, but
4: it's also important to not lower your standards. We don't ever want to lower our standards, but what we want to do is maybe challenge our preconceptions of people. So that might be, oh, person A is not somebody I would normally date because I don't tend to like rock music. I don't know, something really, really simple or, you know, oh, I, I never thought that I would date somebody who was vegan. Let's just say that. Maybe it's just a preferential difference. That is what we can go, oh, okay, I, I might date somebody different in that aspect. But when it comes to standards, we never lower them, ever, because that gets us in trouble and we want to be building our self-worth and always knowing that we matter So don't lower your standards, but definitely check in with your preconceived ideas, maybe about what you think another person is, and that's a great way to sort of look at it as opposed to being like, oh, I've got to lower my standards for this person. Uh Uh-uh, we don't lower standards ever.
3: I feel like I've spoken a lot to you about the negative (laughs) side of living regionally and trying to date and try and hook up and find love but there's actually a lot of beautiful and positive stuff that can come out of living in a country area and for Evander because he wasn't dating and hooking up with people it gave him the space and the time to put all of that love and energy into himself.
0: Because I've been single pretty much my whole life it's actually taught me how to a lot about self-love and self-worth it's taught me like that my self-worth isn't determined by anybody else's view it all depends on me in a sense it's actually taught me to be a lot more independent i'm financially stable on my own like i know i can i can make it on my own with without a partner so yeah but very independent now a lot of people are like if they don't have a partner if they don't get married then it's an end all of all like it's like you know, sis, like you can still do it. Like you do not need a man. You don't need a woman. Like I don't know. I probably won't be able. Won't be in a relationship anytime soon. But <laughs> I'm very happy with that. I'm very content with that. Like being alone and be able to sit in my house and feel silence and just enjoy my own energy and my own company.
3: I actually love that so much. That brings me so much joy. But yeah, Megan says there are so many benefits that can come from just taking time to yourself, reflecting, and thinking about who you are and what you
4: want out of life? Self-knowledge, self-worth, it's self-discovery, self-curiosity. It's everything about looking in the mirror and knowing the person that you see. And I think a lot of people can get lost in the dating experience of really neglecting their own needs, especially when we're in such a sort of turbulent climate of app, swipe, 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 next, 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 next. I think uh, being in a situation where you're sort of inadvertently forced to be pressing pause i think it can actually be a really incredible opportunity of self growth and self discovery and i think it is so pivotal that each year as we change and grow that we have that time to take stock and to be able to go you know who am i who am i becoming so maybe when i do step back into the dating scene or maybe when i am at a point where i do have more accessibility to other people that i'm more able to be in my truth and i won't waver from that which i think is really pivotal
3: we also had so many of you in our DMs saying that you actually met your partner when you were living in a small town. And Elise DM'd us because she wanted to share her story. She was living in a small town. She ended up expanding her radius on a dating app and met her, part, her now partner who was four hours away.
1: We met up for a really magical weekend of camping under the stars and we like, had both ridden our motorbikes there. And it was just a really amazing weekend and things were still going strong.
3: So cute. And Elise said that because they plans to meet in the middle between both of them to go camping, that was a commitment that they made to each other. Whereas I feel like when you date maybe in the city, everyone's so flaky. That in itself, that commitment, the showing up was in itself a really great foundation for their relationship.
1: We both had to make a decision to commit to drive two hours to meet this person it took a whole week of planning to coordinate this and we had to have discussion of like what if we get there and then we don't like each other or we don't there's no like chemistry like what do we do in that situation so I feel like having all of that preemptive talk in the week leading up actually was really helpful like it gave us like a bonding experience like we learned a lot about each other of like you know we both like to plan things and all of that but it also kind of gave you that reassurance of commitment of like this person's also taking this seriously if they're going to drive two hours to meet me like that's a big risk and I feel like sometimes that can really pay off.
3: She also has a really really good point about the fact that when you're in the city The grass is always greener. So you might vibe with someone, but then you might think, oh, well, I've got another person in my DMs that I vibe with more or I could vibe with more. And therefore, you're not really giving people the time of day to really get to know them, which is something you kind of have to do if you live in a regional area.
1: In the city with the abundance of, like, potential matches and people around, like, you can feel a bit disposable. And, like, I think ghosting, it's prevalent in both situations, but I feel like city people have the perception of like, oh, there's just someone else waiting. Like I just got to do a few more matches and that's it. That might be the only like decent egg that you come across for like two months. So you've got to like really hold on and like value those things and you see it
3: from a different perspective. And Outback Tom says the exact same thing. He's like, hello, we all live here in the same place. We clearly all love living here, potentially, um, if you chose to. But like we all have that in common, you know?
2: there still are these incredible people there coming through town who never leave. And you end up, you know, meeting a lot of very like-minded people. These are both in that area for a reason. You both most likely appreciate the landscape or going at bush or camping And being a part of that small town community. So at the end of the day, I mean, a lot of people have amazing success dating regionally and, you know, find the person they're with for many, many years. So sure, there's a couple of downside. But at the end of the day, I mean, dating's still happening, people are still getting shacked up and, uh, you know, people are still falling in love. So it's not all that bad.
3: Exactly. It's not all that bad. Don't give up. You might have the best route of your life by the creek or you might meet the love of your life. So if you've been feeling a bit shit about living in a small town or regionally and you're feeling lonely, I really hope that this episode has made you feel a little more hopeful about dating. And if it makes you feel any better, I'm in the city right now and it's still struggle town. So yeah. There might be more options, but we've got a whole bunch of other issues to deal with, which I know that we talk about a lot on The Hookup. And which, by the way, you can DM us at Triple Hookup. You can let us know if there is something that you want us to chat about or if you've got a story or if you want to chat about this episode in particular, maybe a guest that you want us to interview. And if you're not on the gram, you can email us at thehookup at abc.net.au. And I'll catch you next week. Okay, bye.